Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Hello, hello, my friends in the internet world. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. We have a special live version of Exploring the Prophetic today, and I have my friend Tommy Greens, who some of you might have heard all the way back in season two of Exploring the Prophetic. He's the lead singer of Sleeping Giant, which is a hardcore metal band. He's also uh, has founded and, and ran in his organization called Running Against Traffic. And he's gonna tell us about the stories behind that today. And we're gonna do a call of action as well, just to help support Running Against Traffic. So if you're listening to this for your first time, or if you're doing the replay later on, I wanna encourage you to be part of the, the call to action because it's super easy and it doesn't even cost you anything. The other thing I wanna say about Tommy is he's an incredible husband and dad. I love his wife, Christy, and his children. They're amazing. I've known them for years, we've been friends. And I just love how they do life and how they're pouring into so many people. He's a pastor. He's a real estate agent. He does so many different things. But most of you would know him from his uh, band, Sleeping Giant, if you know him. And it's just an awesome privilege to have Tommy Green on. So Tommy, come on into the the chat room with me. And we're going to be chatting with people from all over the place. Uh, tell us where you're, you guys are coming in from. But Tommy, hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. Yo, thank you so much. <laughs> well, <it's awesome. laughs> I love how I could wrangle you into these kinds of things. I love it. It's so awesome. The last time you were on with me, we were doing, it was pre-recorded. It wasn't live. So you guys might see me um, in rare form cry just because Tommy pulls emotion out of me. You can't do it. Some of the stories no. you have, the stories you have are so <laughs> profound. And so those of you who are joining right now, tell us where you're joining from. And also we're going to be talking about just trigger alerts, some human trafficking stuff, some abuse, those kinds of things might come up in this conversation just as far as knowing that in advance. But if you have a cause in your heart, something you're really passionate about, especially if it involves anti-human trafficking, I want you to write down what cause you're passionate about or if there's an organization you're involved with, just so we can see who's listening and what you guys are a part of right now. We're saying hi to both Facebook and YouTube right now. I want to say hi to everybody for joining us. And we're also on our platform live. So thank you guys for being a part of this. But Tommy, we're going to get right into talking together. And if there's any questions that come up, we might do a live Q&A if we have time at the end, but I want to give Tommy as much time as possible. So, Tommy, you are running against trafficking. What does that look like? Tell us about this organization, what you're doing. Yeah, so <clears throat> Chrissy and I were hit up personally by um, a teenager, and that's kind of what like launched us into this thing. Like many people, you know, human traffic is like a cause everyone knows about, but we were sort of invited to just help someone that seemed like they were at risk. And that story went very quickly from like a broken home and some real crazy family drama to um, <clears throat> actually having a family member traffic this teenage girl. And mm. she was found at a bar with like 14 other girls like three days later. So it was almost like otherworldly it felt like a joke. It felt like a sick joke. It was, it was nearly impossible to believe. And so yeah. it really quickly went from like, Oh my gosh, I just thought we were trying to help this person in a really rough situation at home. There was some physical and some sexual abuse happening in the midst of a divorce 
situation. And that can happen to a lot of people in their family life. And so it was this poor teenage kid. And then she was legitimately sort of taken from a, almost like a, a youth home and sold. Um, I was supposed to be helping her. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and it was, it was, I mean, they, it, it was the, it was the most insane story ever. Which we told them. If you guys want to listen yeah, to it, just go back to explain do. the prophetic it's, it's podcast so, because it's such a brutal story. I've never had a time where I stopped so many times. I put myself on mute and just bawled when you told the story because you guys, she was going to come live with you. She finally had hope. Yeah. And you guys were really pouring into her life. She was finally getting rescued from this terrible place and she got a sickness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, it was wild because of the extent of the abuse. Um, she unfortunately passed away and and before she died, that's, you know, me, Chrissy and I are just sort of in shock because our heart had opened up in some way. And it, it was, we were making like a home for her in our life, but there was so many obstacles. It just felt so crazy. And so as she was, she was just slowly dying, like her body was giving out on her and her heart was so strong. And, and I remember that she said to me, Tommy, you have to keep sharing. There's many more like me. And I remember yeah. being just sort of, in mm. shock because I'm, I'm a sharer, I'm a communicator. And like you, it's like, we get used to telling stories, but this was so painful that I was just sort of like, I don't know what to do with that. And to be honest, just to, to bring it up. And I don't even know if I said this the last time I talked to you months and months and months later, I was at a convention in San Jose and Chrissy said, did you get Chrissy green called me and said, <clears throat> did you get that email? And I said, no. And she said, check your phone right now. And we opened it up and it was an email. And, and the email essentially said, I was given a scrap of paper with your email on it when the police came and took me and this girl from this bar. She said, if I was ever in trouble, that I could call her mom. And so one of the other survivors hit us up wow. a year later and said, I found this in a scrap of paper. I found the scrap of paper in a, in a pair of jeans. And this poor girl was one of the other girls from the bar. And it was the only thing that brought validation to this story. I mean, it was so unbelievable. And so we asked her to tell her, tell us about her experience. And she said she was in that bar for a few years. Then the girl that we were working with showed up there. Three days later, the police came and took them all out. And this is why Run Against Traffic exists. Is she said, we were out. <clears throat> but I had nowhere else to go. And so even from time to time, I would go back to that bar. And wow. so what we've discovered, the problem that we've discovered is it's very much like church or discipleship or anything else. It's super slick and really sexy to say we rescued people. But if we were to recover all of the humans that are caught up in this crime, especially in America, there is, there's not enough places for them to go and it takes a it's a huge process to put shattered lives back together again. We're talking broken minds, broken hearts. I would say the meaning muscle, the the beautiful breath of God that gives the soul of man endurance is the very thing that trafficking perverts and turns in on itself. Our ability to endure and persevere is manipulated as a means for profit. We as wow. humans are so strong that we are renewable. And when the enemy gets his hands on us, we become a renewable resource for profit 
when we were meant to be this renewable source of hope and and life and love for one, it's going to mess me up. So <clears throat> I don't like trafficking uh-huh. and the, the idea of, of a broken life coming into health and then given the time to heal from the war, it takes time. And so aftercare, long-term aftercare for human trafficking survivors is the problem that Chrissy and I saw. We could get them out of a situation and that's where stuff fell apart again. And so creating holistic, full circle yeah. of care, aftercare, that's what Run Against Traffic seeks to to fix in some way. The, the real goal is we wanted to do for aftercare in America what like Lance Armstrong did for cancer research. We wanted to create a foundation and a war chest of money that would just get resource to all the good guys as long as it would take. And so we initially thought running um, because running is hard. <laughs> and so yeah. I just thought I'm going to go. Uh, wh- what hit me was I'm going to suffer because mm-hmm. this teenager suffered. And then I'm going to ask other people to suffer too, to do hard things as well. Um, and so in 2018, which you guys know, I mean, a lot of, but maybe some of your listeners know, but in 2018, I essentially ran physically from the top of the state of Utah to the bottom. And it was about yeah. 430 miles. I, my attempt was to do a marathon a day every day for 14 days. I broke my body. So it yeah. took like 17. But we did that in 2018. And that was just to get attention and let people know that we can do hard things and, and invite anyone that thinks, no, it's too hard, or I couldn't do that, or whatever. We wanted to rally support. We wanted to give people a place to say, it's this huge problem. I don't know what I could do about it. And then we could say, why don't you throw your shoes on and go for a walk or go for a run, mm-hmm. like join us. We wanted to, to create community and hopefully create resource. And um, it's gone through some twists and turns with COVID and with everything that's going on. So uh, Run Against Traffic exists to create a foundation to support aftercare. That's what we do. We, we want them yeah. all recovered. I do think what you said, it's like so interesting because I think so many of the ministries, when I first started getting involved with anti-human trafficking, it was back in around 2003. And 2006, we had the local FBI who was involved with a group that we were, we sponsored as a church. They were part of us called Nightlight America, which is based in Bangkok, Thailand. And we would do trainings for other churches and groups. And I was always a part of, um, you know, helping to support those missions and raise finances and stuff for them. And what they said back then, which I was shocked at, this is all the way back in 2006, is that the, the, the lives, human lives have already become a greater commodity than the drug trafficking that's happened all around the world. So trafficking has outgrown the drug market because of exactly what you said. And it just, it, it ripped my heart out, but I never had, and I had personal experiences in the one-off because we're really good at like the one-off, like, like, you go in and you do something that helps someone get out of it. But what you're saying about aftercare, which is the mm-hmm. long-term plan of the kingdom, is to provide a family. God sets a lonely in family. That's that's a long-term goal. And I remember talking to Erica Greaves, who's one of our mutually yes. really good friends. Yeah. Yep. Unlike the heroes, and you know, was on the board of Unlike the Heroes for a while and and still a big supporter, connected. Such a um, gangster. And yeah, I, she, yeah, she awesome. is. And, and the fact that she went from like more of a revival camp prophetic ministry and said, we have to do something for real about these situations. Yep. And when I got her master's or PhD, I believe in, in, in this yeah. issue of social justice and understanding, you know, and, and start to research, how do you do long-term care? And it, when she talked about it, you would have like 15 people who are interested and in, we're starting a thing in our church. 
But once you would talk about what you actually have to start for it to be have longevity, most people would be like, I, I can't go that far. Yeah. So what would you say for people who are watching right now? And they're like, I'm passionate about this, but I don't even know how to take a bite-sized piece. Like, what would you say to that? Yeah, that's such a good question. What I would say is, um, at least in my worldview, in the things that we're doing, there's two things that we are creating within our little world that have such a low barrier to entry with actual wow. impact that I would say a lot of it is um, creating a running community where you can go from zero to I'm fighting trafficking with just a few clicks on your computer. Um, oh, that's awesome. That we just want it to be that easy. Like, walking. When, yeah, like when you were <laughs> for the older kid, people, because there might be somebody who's 60 who's like, I can't run, Tommy. Dude, whatever. Yeah, like we, yeah. When we were little kids in elementary school, they do the walkathons and the yeah. jump rope thon. It's like <laughs> that was the model was how can I get corporate America to essentially do a nationwide walkathon so that all these people can just put their shoes on, go for their evening walk with their dog, and every mile generates resource for the fight. And so that. we wanted people to be able to hear about it in a meeting or on a podcast and just go online, join the group, be like, I'm a part of the running team, throw their shoes on, walk, run, bike, knit, we don't care. Like, whatever it is, just become part of the community. Um, and then we've, that's been the long term hole. How do we get, I, re I remember being with you, the dude had said it, media, ministry, marketplace, and, and thinking in terms of kicking a dent in the big problems in the world, it's the, it's the heart of ministry that is, is where we move from. Like uh, ministry media is the voice marketplaces where it's happening and recognizing that when we get too isolated, we can't actually make that big of an impact. And this mm -hmm. is such a big deal that no one church, no one government agency, no one group can do it. Like we all have to jump in. Um, so I just, I think that by creating a big enough net with a very low barrier of entry that people from all over the country can say, no, I care. And I'm doing something with it. Yeah. And I'm becoming a part of the solution. Um, and so go for a walk, <laughs> tell somebody I mean, you. we've made, we've just made a new partnership in the marketplace. And I think that's going to be a really cool game well, changer for a lot. I want to talk about that one because yeah, um, do it. social media group came after you guys and they're, they're becoming like a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but yep. they don't have all the weird algorithm and censorship and yes. politics. Yes. And they came after you and they're, and they have a huge launch. There's a lot of intra capital that's gone mm -hmm. into it. Their name's pivot. Yes. And they came after you and said, Tommy, for the month of December, everybody who joins, and it's free to join everybody who joins, we're going to give run against trafficking a dollar. Yeah. A dollar per download. They basically just said, December is National Giving Month. There's a lot of people that care about that. January 11th is a, is a Trafficking Awareness Day. And so they said from December 1st up to that Trafficking Awareness Day, every free download counts for money towards your organization. And the reason this happened is the one of the founders of Pivot, I met on my big run through the state. Him and his wife oh, wow. showed up. And for those of you guys that didn't, you know, a lot of you guys wouldn't know this, but um, his wife grew up with my little brother. My little brother passed away really suddenly in 2018. And, and they just heard about my brother. They loved him so much that they just wanted to help me. So I was in the middle of nowhere, Utah. And all of a sudden, this couple showed up with snacks. And they were like, <laughs> we just want to help. You know, Amazing. And so he said back then, I just wish I want to find out 
something I can do to help you. And so years later, he hits me up and says, we, we are launching a brand new social media platform. It's time. Just in the social media world, there's such weird culture around it. Yeah. And, and there's so much division and stuff. It's almost like, how can we give the experience back to people? Um, and so that's what their aim was. And so he said, as a corporation, as a company, we want the world to be better. We want to make a, a dent in the tr human trafficking space. And so just know, as a company, we're going to give to what you're doing. And I was like, what do I need to do? And they just said, whatever you're doing online, just be willing to bring it over. And I said, man, I'll shut down everything else and come over. If you're going to, you're going to have our back like that. Like I'm, I'm already a fan. And so then uh, we, Chrissy and I, just to be really clear, like, cause we, we are the founders. We're on the board of run against traffic months later, months and months later, they called us and said, if you're interested in becoming part of the ownership group, um, if you, if you invest in the company, we'll give you uh, a seat at the table. And so as a family, we went, this is great. So wow. we wear a couple hats. Like we're part owners of this platform yeah. now. And we get to bridge the gap of saying, we found our first huge well, corporate sponsor. Now we've got, people, there's a, yeah, there's a big gap where people yeah. don't know that a lot of trafficking happens because of Facebook and Twitter. Dude, the study and Twitter is, allows full oh. pornography. It allows child pornography. And yep. they, I, I'm grateful the new CEO just stepped down because the guy was a dirtbag. I'm just being honest. Like he was a dirtbag. I hope he gets saved. But he allowed full child pornography that has not been uh, has not been moderated ever. But he would censor, you know, conservative politicians. He'd censor so pastors. But there's yeah. full like what people had on OnlyFans. They have also on Twitter. And, and so it's just been so bad. And like, like Facebook during times of big events, like Olympics or NFL, Bowl, you know, Super Bowl, sure. these kinds of things. It's the number one way people find uh, underage children, mainly girls yeah. to sleep with It's yeah. for prostitution and trafficking. And so the fact that these guys know this, and one of the things that Erica Greaves has said, and others have said, is if they just change it so that they can find and highlight the algorithms that are where these guys are using these, they can yes. shut down this voice yes. in one day. And that's and what that's part of our change goal. It. So your guys' group, what's what's yes. going on with Pivot is that you guys are not allowing mm -hmm. any of this on your platform and you guys are disabling that kind of algorithm kind of feedback. So there's no hidden underweb, I call it the underweb, you yeah. know, of stuff that happens because yeah. I mean if you think about it, like I know a lot a lot of us, I use Facebook, I'm fine with Facebook, but when you understand that they purposely direct people on Facebook away from conservative values, Christian values, and they actually allow people to be directed they don't they don't take control but they allow people to be directed for drugs and and uh trafficking i mean th that's just unheard of yeah. that it's th this obvious and every trafficking group including the presidential trafficking like yeah thing like the, the person who's appointed will say that this is true yeah and so i'm just so sad but i'm so happy that you guys are doing this because if yeah. for nothing else those of you are watching you have two ways you can get involved with if yes. you're not involved actively but you've cared about trafficking you have these two ways, which is download, pivot, and see if you like it. I mean, that's all yeah, I got to do. It's a dollar. Yeah. And so if we get 100,000 people on here, you know, giving them, that's a lot of money. They need yes. the resources to be able to plant this organization's feet firmly on the ground. So yeah. if 100,000 people download, pivot, Please. anywhere in the world, they get finances from it. Number yep. two is to start a walk club or do it with your spouse, your yeah, children. Man. Yeah. And, and go to run against traffic and, and you'll be able to, you know, like talk to your family and friends about how to raise money for that. Just like the, I, my children do those kinds of things at school. Yep. I, you just gave me some ideas even as a family of what we can do. I'm really excited yes. about that. It's so cool. Well, that's, and I'll say this too, like 
you know, the studies are just for people to know, it's like during 2021, um, maybe it was just 2020. I don't want to be completely out of turn. You know, most of the trafficking and and sort of targeted behavior that was online, like 60% of trafficking, um, trafficking activity that was taking place online, 60% of that was Facebook, like 18% of that was Instagram, and like 8% of that was Snapchat. And so what Erica told me, because she called me, this is what was so interesting is we're trying to do community events and let's get together. And then the whole world gets locked down. Yeah. We were doing a digital run once a month and people were just supporting from wherever and sending, you know, pictures and it was trying to be, get together, but we got kicked in the gut, you know, like everybody yeah. else. It's like, we can't even be together. And she said a, a, a majority of the behavior from social work, school administration, everything, everything went online when 2020 kind of locked everything down. And I felt so discouraged because we had such ambition mm. when we started. And I felt like we had lost so much steam. And, and I'm saying this just to people, like we're everyday people that are going to hear this, just know we've got this ambition. We're trying to kick a hole in this problem. We're going to do good things. And, and through 2018, my brother, Chrissy's mom, my uncle, a nephew overdosed, and Chrissy and me over the course of two years had four miscarriages. So we mm. were personally just like devastated and trying to keep our hands up in the fight and just losing. And then all of a sudden, I get this opportunity. And it felt like when I talked to Erica, she said, something's happening with you. I just felt like I should call you. And so we were just chopping it up a little bit. And she basically told me about what was happening online, how everything had changed because digital became so valuable, especially yeah. to traffickers. And I felt like when I was given the opportunity to partner with social media, it was like sort of like God saying, do you really, I can put you at the tip of the spear again, if you want to get involved. Um, you don't have to feel wow. like you've just lost oh, all this God. time. And so it felt like with one like move, all of a sudden God's like, do you want to be part of the solution? Or do you just want to kind of judge the whole thing? And to be honest, I was just like, I'm over the internet. I hate all of it. And then he was yeah. like, do you want authority here? Or do you just want your judgment? And it, and so we had to kind of take stock, but to build a better platform uh, and from the beginning, create a different culture that says yeah, we, we are actively too. opposed to these yeah. things and we're pro individual experience. Everyone gets to create their own experience on pivot. You're in charge of you. I'm in charge of me. We're not going to have a crazy corporate agenda slanted left or right. Just come. And if I don't want to see your stuff, I don't have to. And if you there don't want to see my stuff, you don't have to, but behind the scenes, if people are struggling with mental health, if there's suicide ideation, if there's perversion and trafficking, we're going to see it and we're going to do our best to create a better culture for the people in the middle that just use yeah. social media to, to stay connected to people all over the country or say happy birthday to a friend they went to high school with. Like we got on this stuff for connection and it's turned yeah. into something else. And so I'm, I'm grateful to yeah. do it like maybe 5% better than these other guys. We're already so much further. And I think they're putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, this is the launch of the app. And they're already like, yeah, we're, we're with you and we are going to do good from the beginning. So well, to me, that's part of like exploring the prophetic, you know, that's what mm. this is about for this particular live. It's like, we're exploring what, what happens when God speaks wow. and he empowers people to do things that mm. just there's, there's spiritual issues and roots in these issues of like trafficking and in the culture. I think of the Maxwell trials that are happening right now. Yeah. I remember when Jeffrey Epstein was, you know, right after he died, which I know spiritually, he didn't 
kill himself. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. And I said that before it was happening. I said, pray for him that he doesn't get killed. And I said, and, and it won't be over. Even if he does, God's going to bring another source to be bring some level of accountability. There yeah. will be some justice in this. And yeah. now we're watching the Maxwell trials and we have so much information that we didn't have before. Wow. And it's happening right this second as we're having this talk, you know, this today, it's, it's happening. Right and now. I do that because so many of you are interested who are watching. I know so many of you on YouTube or on Facebook or even on our platform, you guys are watching this and you're saying like, you're disgusted by some of the higher ups. Like we, there's 12 CEOs who, who, who resigned the day that the, the trial started Maxwell because their names were the ledgers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go through each company, but it's, it's, it's mainstream companies that we use their products. You use yeah. their products in your home. And they resigned the day the trial started because they knew they were being incriminated. They knew that they were in trouble and it was going to cost their company something. And they knew they had to resign. And that was their, that was the quiet resignations, but we're about to have some more stuff happen. And I feel like sometimes we see this stuff and we just, we get excited that some justice is happening or we, or we begin to pray into a trial, but then we forget to put our money where our mouth is and we forget to put our energy into it in a real way. That's beyond prayer. Prayer is the number one. That's important, but we need to put some energy into this. Just like we have more, you know, we have more trafficking victims right now in history than there has been in all of history put together. So right now in our lifetime. So, so if we could love well, if we could hear God, because God sets the captives free. That's one of the number one things Jesus came to do. Luke 418. If we could, if we could put our money and our energy into doing something, that's what I love about this prophetic story about yours starts out with a girl who contacts you, who's been trafficked, who's going to come live with you guys. And you guys are on this rescue mission. I was in your life at that time, watching you, the heart wrenching story of how she died because of what she experienced in the trafficked world. But she loved Jesus because of you. And then that, that her friend who, who emails you out of the blue and says, you know, help. And I just think you guys said yes. And so you're running against trafficking. You said yes. Like a lot of people say yes, but they don't do anything. Mm. And you said yes. And I just, I think it's like, some of you are watching right now, you need to say yes. You need to say, and not just like the obscure yes of like, you know, I hope things get better. I hope Maxwell gets put in prison and some of these people get incriminated. It's a spiritual route. So even if Maxwell gets incriminated, put in prison and gets killed or whatever, that's not justice. Justice is the correction of the behavior of how we've treated and allowed people to be treated in our generation from our higher up corporations to politicians. I mean, Erica sent me a list of politicians who are right now being indicted or incriminated for child pornography. And it was over, yeah. I think there was over 80 people on the list and, and just yeah. in America. And these are, and these are right now currently in trial or else they've just, uh, you know, passed trial. And I just am like, it's not that we have to do better. We have to trust that God has a plan to protect children and innocent people. Come on. And he's coming to set the prisoner free through us. And mm-hmm. so I love that it's as easy today, like an action step we could take yes. today. Yeah. And yeah. Just to listen to your story and pray. And then if we feel further action to join pivot, because it's free, Please. Yeah. To do and to try it out. And something else you could do is start a runner's club mm-hmm. and, or a walker's club. I mean, there's, yes. there's actionable steps and maybe you're already involved. Again, I asked you guys at the beginning for those of you who are joining to share something you're involved with against human trafficking. Next month is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, which I'm so glad because we'll have a couple of things, you know, we'll be doing with you guys then. But, but Tommy, this has been such a valuable conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm so encouraged. Thank Just you, one more time, how do people get involved with Pivot? I know we put it in our YouTube and our Facebook. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Literally, you know, go to the App Store, download Pivot. It'll count. They'll say, P- good job. P-Y-V-O-T-T. And make the Pivot, for sure. Like, Know that you're at the beginning of a really cool journey. 
Just download a free app. It'll be on your phone. And it counts. And people, this first round, is it like alpha testing almost or is it beta? No, it's like we did a soft launch. This is kind of like the, the real launch, but oh, good. we're probably like 85% liking where we are, but it's just going to keep progressing. The more people, yeah. the more resource comes to the app the better it'll get. Just like with uh, Instagram, you couldn't zoom in on a photo for like a year, but we don't remember that because now we're just like used to it. So just know you're at the beginning of a really cool company's journey. And um, it means a lot to us. Like as a, as a company, I would say, yeah, please do it. Uh, we want to become a place that people kind of leave some of these other guys if it's not working for them and become a, a better a better option for them. So really exciting. So yeah, please download Pivot and follow Run Against Traffic. Uh, join the team, buy some merch, just like be a part of it, man. Like, you know, be part of the run against traffic. Is it run against traffic.org or com? Yeah, it's I run against traffic.com. I run against traffic.com. Yep. We'll put that also in the notes there. The team will, will put it in there and visit the site. If nothing else, visit both those sites and just, please, you know, just get involved in some way. And if you have your own way, you're involved. We're proud of you. Yes. I, that's awesome. Like whatever you're doing to be involved, you don't have to be hey, in my world. We're Whatever gang. You know, be involved. We love it. So it's awesome. Tommy, thank you so much. Thanks thank for just you. taking a story and running with it. Literally. I mean, it's just huge. Love you and what you're doing. And thanks for being on today. Thanks, bro. Bye, Bye everybody. Guys. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.